Hey, you, it is Sarah with Sarah Grace Live. Delighted to have you here on the podcast. And wow, does this podcast already feel different today? Today is a special episode because, man, have I got a message to chat with you about. There's something that you need to know about me. I really firmly believe in playing big in life, in faith, and certainly in business. That's probably no secret if you've been around me for a long time. But if you're new here, welcome. And know that I stand firmly behind the peace, energy, enthusiasm, and excitement that comes from playing big in all arenas of life, our relationships, our life, our faith, and certainly in business. And sometimes as I've talked with people in faith or in my life or in my relationships or in business, the idea of playing big can seem a little bit scary. Specifically in business, when we think about playing big in business, some of the thoughts that come to our mind can be something like this. Well, by playing big in business, it's going to take way too much of my time. And as a woman of faith, I don't have a ton of time to spare on my own endeavors. And that really scares me. So therefore, I don't feel like playing big is right for me. Next, by playing big, it's not flexible enough for my family. And I need a business that's flexible and so that I can attend my kids' things and I can be there for the relationships that are most important for me and that I can fulfill my calling and do all of those things. And how fascinating is it to explore the idea of playing big, but man, that isn't going to work for me because I need my business to be flexible enough for my family. I think also that by playing big, we feel like we're going to leave people behind that really, really need our help, right? That, that we want to give so much of our time and our gifts and our talents to um, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we want to give that to our family and our spouses and our friends and our neighborhoods. And it's like by playing big, I'm certainly not going to be able to um, to make that happen if if I'm. I'm not going to be able to make that happen if I'm playing big and I'm leaving people behind, right? Have you ever felt stuck that way? And I hope that this feels raw to you. I hope it feels a little bit raw. And let me dive back a couple of years. When I was playing small in business, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit, and a lot of it was driven initially financially. My husband was in medical school and residency where our income was really, really low, and we had anywhere between two and four kids um, as he went on that medical journey. And the income mattered. It really, really mattered. So I was always trying to find ways to bring in a little bit of extra money to pay for birthday parties and to pay for Christmas and to travel home to see our family in northern Utah. And and you name it, if my kids wanted new school clothes, man, that was on me. That was on me. How could I make that happen? And yet, man, years ago, I was playing small. And I remember that I really loved to tout the idea to neighbors and friends that, well, you know, how do you work? How do you how do you actually work? And I would say, oh, well, I only work when my kids nap or when they're at school or when they're in bed for the night. Like that I would never work when they were awake. Right. And I was bringing in about a thousand dollars a month, which was a massive game changer for our family. Like I said, it was birthdays. It was any form of travel that we would do and and any kind of new clothes or, or experiences or going out to a movie or having a Netflix Netflix subscription that was on me. So I was bringing in a thousand dollars a month and I was enjoying the work I was doing. Um, but here came the danger. Once I had two kids and then three kids and now I have four kids. What I started to really struggle with is that that business, because I was playing small, I had not built a business that honored flexibility in my schedule. 
And so what would happen if I was sitting there in the middle of my work hour and I was committed to a client or I was committed to um, getting something done or blogging or podcasting or something that was supposed to happen in that moment that day that I had to be there in attendance for? What if someone woke up early from a nap? Or what if my little one got sick uh, while she was napping and woke up with a fever? Or what if I got that phone call from school that said, hey, you know, so-and-so's sick. Can you come pick him up? And I had always loved the idea that I was able to work from home because when those moments happened, I could run to their rescue. I could go pick them up and I could help her when she woke up with a fever or um, I could go and help her even if she woke up an hour early from her nap. But what snuck into those experiences is that, yes, while I was able to exit and go help someone at school or exit and go help someone who woke up early from a nap, is that I harbored anger. I harbored some anger that, oh, that, gosh, this little person who I love dearly, who I am so crazy about, um, is getting sick at a time that's really inconvenient for the demands that I have placed on my time. And so I started to feel angry, and then I started to feel guilty, and then I started to feel angry and guilty, and it was this really awful back and forth of how can I how can I build this business and try to impact the world and try and bring in the extra money for my family, which is a massive blessing for my family, and still have flexibility in it. And the reality was is it wasn't worth the cost. The thousand dollars a month was not worth the anger or the resentment that I would experience when my wonderful little people who I am crazy about and want to munch on, I cannot show up for them in the way that I wanted to show up for them. And that is when I stopped. I quit. And I decided to pursue a job that was $20 an hour and that I could just get up early and do for a couple hours and walk away from because I desperately needed that kind of flexibility, right? And then I got caught by that bug again of entrepreneurship and of impact and of making a difference and using my gifts and talents online. And so I started where probably most of us would start. I started to model and look after women of faith with kids that seemed to be running things in a different way than I was running things. That yes, they were impacting the world, but they also were at their kids' soccer games. And and yes, they were really sharing their gifts and talents at incredible events and experiences, but they were also doing the amazing date nights and the Saturday chores with their families. And that there seemed to be this calmness and this confidence that I really ached for. I really ached for. And I thought, they know something that I don't know. And you know what? I was right. They did know. They did know something that I didn't know. And I started to think about what do I want my business to look like? What do I want my business to look like? And in the words of Richie Norton, um, I'm going to borrow his words of what I think I wanted and maybe what you want too. He says, I don't think people actually want balance. What they want is the flexibility to do what they want, when they want, where they want. Does that sound familiar to you? Because, oh, my word, I heard him on the amazing podcast and I thought, yeah, that's what I want. I want the flexibility to do what I want, where I want and what I want. Right. Like that's what I want. It's not that I want balance. I want flexibility. That is what I want. So I started to model after other women of faith with kids that seem to have had that kind of flexibility. And I thought that is what I'm going to do, because what I want is I want the flexibility to go to my kids soccer games. I want the flexibility to eat together almost every single night. I want the ability 
to be able to make money when I'm not sitting down at the computer. I want the ability to be able to impact tens of thousands of people, not just a few people, even though those few people are really important to me, right? Like I started to think, ah, I want this to feel more flexible. How do I do this? And here is the reality is that I was playing small. I can see it so clearly. Hindsight's 2020, right, my friend? I can see so clearly those years ago when I was that entrepreneur that was bringing in $1,000 a month and that was starting to feel angry when a little one would wake up early or get sick at school that I had missed the boat, that I had brought myself to that scenario because I had chosen to play small instead of playing big. So what we're going to tackle here today in the podcast is I firmly believe with with the hundreds and thousands of people that I have worked with in their individual businesses, that there are three signs that we are playing small in business. So I want to invite you as we talk about these three ways that we are playing small in business, I want to invite you to be really open. Just be really open. Let your heart open up and be open to new ideas and, and new confessions of what it's looked like as you've run your own business. So let's dive into this. Three signs that you are playing small because I do feel like you are going to be pushed in a direction to no longer play small because the cost of playing small is too great for a woman of faith. The cost of playing small is too great for a mother. The cost of playing small is too great for a woman who desires to build her relationships in beautiful, beautiful ways. So let's check this out. You ready to dive into the three signs that you are playing small? And are you feeling open and ready for new ideas in your brain? Let's make this happen. So number one, three signs that you're playing small is if you have chosen not to monetize. Okay. I'm pretty blunt about this. I, one of the first things that I aim to do with my clients is to make them profitable. Okay. And we're going to talk about why and why I want them to be really profitable instead of a little bit profitable later on in the podcast. If you have chosen not to monetize and you've simply focused on building a following, that is an effort in playing small. How does that feel? Okay, how does that feel to you? If you are only focused on gathering and there is no way to help them commit, move forward with you, monetize, grow the business, you are not playing for the long term. You are playing small. Okay, the second sign that you are playing small is that you have not built in flexibility. And the best way to look at this is literally when I'm recording this is I'm on spring break with my family. Okay, when you go on spring break, your business suffers. When you hustle 60 hours a work week, your 60 hours a week to work, your business grows. That's a sign that flexibility is not built into your business. And this does not mean, I mean, this happened to me last week. I did have somebody get sick in my darling family, and I did have to reschedule some client calls because of that. Okay. I did have, have to make that happen. But you know, when you look in your business, if you feel like, that's the norm that you're constantly having to reschedule or that you're constantly late or that you're constantly having these experiences where you feel like you can't keep commitments. That is a business that has not been built on flexibility. It's a strategy, my friend. It is a strategy to build in flexibility. So as you look at how your business has grown, do you have to be ever present for it to grow? Or are you able to go on spring break? Are you able to um, go on an anniversary weekend. Are you able to help your kids study for the spelling bee? 
Um, is there flexibility there in your life so that you can attend the soccer games and you can go to the art camps and you can go to the band concerts and you can, um, you can prepare for your calling. I mean, what, what does your business look like? Is it built around flexibility? If your business ebbs and flows because you ebb and flow, it has not been built upon flexibility and you have chosen to play small. Okay, and I don't want you to harp on yourself for this. I hope you're being open and I hope this feels a little bit raw, but I would love for you to look at it and say, oh, my word, I didn't know that that was a sign of playing small, because what that must mean is there's a way to play big. And there is. And we're going to talk about that. Okay, so number one is you you have not monetized your business and you have focused only on building a following. Okay. Second is the business hasn't been built around flexibility, meaning when you're on spring break, the business suffers. And when you hustle 60 hours a week, the business grows. Okay, you have to be there and present for your business in order for it to be successful. The third sign of playing small is when you sit down to work, you are unclear on what to focus on to make the business grow. Okay, this is a massive one, a really, really massive one, because many of us only have maybe 30 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. Oh, I need to pull out my phone and I've got seven minutes while I'm in the carpool line. Do we know what to focus on to make the business grow and be sustainable and take care of our people when we sit down? Or does it feel like it takes 30, 40 minutes to an hour to figure out where we should get started to grow our business? And we're not sure what really moves the needle. And as I think about this, I think about a a discussion I had with a client just a few weeks ago. She goes, I don't even know how to tell if my business is growing. Like, is money the only way to tell if a business is growing? And the, the firm answer to that is no, no, that's not the only way to tell if a business is growing. But there are so many other signs to tell if a business is growing than just looking at the income that's coming in. There are so many other signs. And there also, FYI, are way more signs if a business is profitable than looking at an Instagram number. Okay, can we dive in to some of the people that I have had the honor to work with that have been in the plain small space? And we're going to talk about what that looked like for them and that who have changed their lives and their families' lives and their relationship lives and their financial lives by choosing to play big by learning some of these strategies and new rules that I love to teach about, okay? So client number one, we're going to talk about three clients, okay? She has just over 12,000 followers on Instagram. And when we originally started working together, she was like, Sarah, I am not bringing in money. And I am spending so much time producing free content, free content, free content. She's got a killer podcast. And I have got to be able to bring in money so that I can hire someone to help me And also, like, heaven forbid, put $500 towards Christmas, right? Those are some of the thoughts that are coming across their mind, okay? So 12,000 followers on Instagram, a killer podcast, one of the biggest ones out there. And she is saying, I don't know what to do because I have an audience that is just used to getting things for free for me all the time. How do I know what to offer for free? How do I know what to charge for? I'm also, by the way, in a really, really crowded market. I feel like there's some really strong voices in my market. People don't, maybe people don't really need what I specifically have to offer because other people are offering those things. Gosh, and I don't have time to build it. And ah, it just was such a space of overwhelm and that feeling of, again, I'm sitting down, I'm doing this podcast every week, but I don't know if this is really growing the business. I don't know if this is going to business. So we've been working together um, since last fall and we've gotten some things turned around. We've started to take actions by playing big. We have made a plan to monetize and to prioritize the monetization so that she can build a team 
And so that she can continue to do what she is doing because people are supporting her from a team perspective. Okay. The second thing is, is we had to build in ways of flexibility. We looked at everything in her business and we said, what can be automated? What can be more flexible? How can we allow you to go on vacation? How can we allow you not to stay up super late at night? We built that business around her goals. And last, we defined very clearly what it looked like for her specifically to know if her business was growing or not. And I am pleased to announce that just since we started last fall, we are now here in April of 2021. She is about to close out her first five-figure launch. She has monetized. She has put in intense strategies that help an audience go from being used to free stuff all the time to being hungry and excited to pay her for her expertise and therefore committing to making changes in their lives. She also now feels like her voice matters, like her specific take on the things that she teaches about, her specific voice matters. It doesn't matter that her market is crowded. Her voice matters and what she has to offer changes lives. And it certainly helps that she's able to also be profitable and to start to grow a team now as she's made these kinds of changes. So yes, she was able to focus on what would make her business grow when she sat down. She was able to build in flexibility and she was able to experience what it's like to actually monetize her gifts and talents so that she can do this long-term, okay? Client number one, pretty cool. And that has happened so fast. I absolutely love it. Okay, this next client of mine has uh, about 16,000 followers on Instagram and she just felt like she was constantly flying by the seat of her pants. Okay, which really, really kills the whole idea of being able to have flexibility in your life, right? If you're constantly flying by the seat of your pants, it's really, 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 really hard, my dear friend, to be able to strategically help people participate in your business. It's hard to to grow clients. It's hard to um, do collaborations when you do things last minute. The income that was coming into her business was okay. She was able to pay her team, but it wasn't anything that she felt like she could write home about specifically. And she wanted to be able to make more so that she could produce more, right? So she learned through these strategies, through these new rules of playing big in business. She has learned how to lead her team because she knows what grows the business. She knows what needs to be worked on to grow it, okay? Now she's been able to strategically build her business and lead her team so that she now is able to travel and travel a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And we were able to close out the 2020 year with the highest gross income that she had ever experienced in seven plus years of business. It's been an awesome, awesome year for her. Because she prioritized what grew the business, she prioritized the flexibility and she prioritized monetization in the business, okay? She chose to play big. And it was so fun to do a call with her just about 10 days ago where she said, Sarah, I finally feel like for the first time in seven years of business that my business serves my family instead of my family being a victim to my business endeavors, that my business has finally been built around serving my family. And that is monumental. She chose to play big. She chose to play big. This last client, client number three, started working together in 2019 and monetization wise, it was, she was bringing in about $500 a month and she just wanted to grow. She just said, I just don't know how to take care of my people. Like 
I've got this one one product right here and I don't know where to take them past that point. And I don't know how to get my name out there. I don't know how to create traffic and, and grow a following and, and help them see um, all the ways that, that my expertise can help them. I just don't know what to do. So when she would sit down, she certainly could produce great content, but she didn't, didn't know how to use the content in order to grow the business, right? So we talked about playing small. One of the things with playing small is we don't know what to work on that actually matters in the business. So we worked together. And we had a launch in a year later in 2020, and we were able to produce um, an incredible launch, an incredible launch in which we had 25 people um, sign up for this amazing program that she had. And we were so thrilled. Excuse me. I got the year wrong. This was back in 2019. So we had 25 people show up, which brought in about two to three thousand dollars a month for her for the remainder of the year. We were thrilled. It was incredible. Then we went back to the drawing board, my friend. We played bigger. And by 2020, we were able to bring in $125,000 a year for her business using different strategies, implementing how can we help these people more, making small adjustments based upon the things that they needed. She decided to play big. She didn't give up. She played big. And I'm thrilled to announce that we just did another launch here in 2021. And we can now say that we have hit nearly half a million dollars in sales and growth for her incredible business as she impacts tens of thousands of people every single week with podcasting and coaching and the amazing things that she's been able to experience. Now, I hope this has given you a glimpse, a small glimpse. These are three different people who were both in a space of playing small. They were trying to trial and error, grow a following, trial and error, try and find clients, trial and error, trying to find collaborators by trial and error, trying to post on social media, trying to increase engagement. That was the method of playing small. And what it was doing is it was creating that same kind of stress. And this isn't worth the cost. And I don't know how to find my people when I'm homeschooling my kids all the time. It creates this kind of numbness in the brain and overwhelm where we can't make great decisions. We can't make great decisions because we're so stressed, because we're so unclear. We're in a frantic energy and we can't make the great decisions that we need in order to move things forward. So why do I share these three people with you? They've had extraordinary results. And dare I say that these results are not abnormal. Normally, you'll hear a big like, spill at the end, a legal spill that says these results are not normal and not common and all this kind of stuff. And the reality is, is this is more the norm since I've started coaching than is abnormal. Okay. This is kind of the norm where we start by playing small and we make the adjustments to play big. So why is it that I really preach playing big? Obviously, I believe playing big in our faith. I believe we are on the front lines. I'm fiercely devoted to the leaders of the church. And I believe in playing big and the impact that that makes in our life. Like I am all in. I am all in to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I am in. Okay. Proud to be there. Um, playing big in relationships. I believe so firmly in nurturing those relationships. And I think you can stand behind many of those ideas. But why specifically do I like to talk a lot about playing big financially? What is it about this whole why does, Sarah, why does Sarah encourage her clients to hit their first six figures as entrepreneurs? Why do I do that? Why is one of my quotes, it's got to be about the money for a minute, okay? <laughs> it's got to be about the money for a minute. Why is this such a thing for me? Why am I so passionate about this? Well, let me tell you a little bit about it. If we don't build our businesses to be profitable, 
it doesn't last and we make poor choices. And I will never forget sitting across from an entrepreneur who has richly blessed my life with her approach to the gospel and teaching the gospel. And I'm so grateful that my kids will grow up to be teenagers with her in the world. Like they will be so blessed by her influence. I'm so grateful for her. And I heard her standing in front of a group of women. And she said, if I cannot start making money doing this, I cannot do it anymore because the cost is too great. And I just grabbed the sides of the table and I thought, what can I do to help her expand her business? Specifically, what can I do to help her earn her six figures so that she can get a team to help her and support and growth and automations and programs and software. That is why I preach playing big and why I specialize in helping entrepreneurs hit their first six figures. It's not for you to go and buy a Tesla. It's not for you to go and buy a new yacht. It's not for you to go and splurge on the latest whatever. It's not what it's for. It is so that you can do this business full-time, not full-time, so that you can do this business long-term, so that you can help the tens, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who desperately need you without sacrificing the people that mean the most to you. That is the goal, my friend. That is the goal. And that is why I am crazy about specializing in six-figure entrepreneurs, okay? If you don't build a business about the money just for a minute, it won't last and you'll be so frantic that you can't make the choices to play big, okay? We get trapped in, here's free content, here's free content, here's free content, here's free content, and maybe you've been there. But I'm excited to let you know that guess what? There's a strategy behind bringing an audience who's only experienced free content to an audience who is willing and excited to pay you for your skills, There is a strategy behind what should be automated in your business versus what should not be automated in your business. There's a strategy behind building in flexibility to your business for the long term so that your business serves your family. Okay, you make different choices as an entrepreneur. You and I do when we are aiming for the six figure mark. The strategy is different. The choices are different when that is the end goal. And I'm going to steal again from Richie Norton when he says. If you know what you want to do in the end, why couldn't you do it at the beginning? Amen, amen, amen. If you want a richly fulfilling family family life, that can happen now. If you want the flexibility in your business to go to soccer games and to bake cakes with your kids every weekend and to do Saturday um, afternoon naps and Nintendo parties on Friday nights, that can happen now at the beginning with how you build your business. That can happen now. All right, two more quotes for you. Then let me tell you about how you can get started on playing big, because I've got an opportunity for you, okay? This is what what Richie said. He says, I wonder if we realize how much of what we think is possible is based on upbringing, culture, and our life experience. We all have our own imaginary set of boundaries of, of the right way to insert whatever here. So doing business. We all have our own imaginary set of boundaries of the right way to do business. The thing is, those boundaries are based on perception, not reality. Sometimes we get so held up with trying to figure out what the right thing is that we forget that there is no right way, just an infinite amount of ways to get to the same place. So where is it you want to go? What do you want your life and relationships to look like? How do you want to feel about yourself? What do you really want? I love that quote. What do you really 
want. And I would challenge you to look at how we're currently experiencing business and entrepreneurship and ask yourself, are there ways that I'm playing small? Are there ways that it's impacting my relationships? Are there ways that my business is impacting my family? Could it be because I'm playing small? I will never forget after I'd worked with my own coach for about a year, I was like laughing and crying on the phone because it had been a killer year. Just was an awesome year. And I was just crying. And I just said, I had no idea that by playing big, I would work less. I had no idea that by playing big, I would make more. I had no idea that by playing big, my relationships with my kids and my husband would improve. I had no idea that by playing big, I would reach so many more people. And it just blew my mind. It absolutely blew my mind. And I'm inviting you to experience that too. If you feel like this is possible for you, if something's burning inside you saying there is something about this podcast episode, something is here that's speaking to me. If you're open to that and you're dying to get your hands on the strategies behind playing big and really the, I mean, let's be funny, the the secrets, quote unquote, that I use with my one-on-one clients that help them create half a million dollar businesses, I'm going to invite you to work with me. Let's talk about this. On April 14th, 2021, I'm inviting you to come to a special 30-minute exclusive training only for those who register. The training itself is totally free. And why is it 30 minutes long? Because that's how much time you might be able to have all to yourself to really, really change your life. This isn't a five-day training. This is not a five-day challenge. This is not a 31-day challenge. This is a 30-minute training about the real strategies behind how my clients and myself have come to build half a million dollar businesses, six-figure big businesses by playing big, and you are invited. Now, it is really important that you know that this is a one-time live training. And it's not going to my Facebook group. It is going in a private group that you have to register for. And in those 30 minutes, we are going to outline the strategies that help build flexibility in a business, that help the entrepreneur know exactly what will grow the business. And most importantly, as we talked about at the beginning, we know how to monetize. And we start building the business based upon that from the very, very beginning. Do what you can. Get a babysitter. Do a neighbor swap. It's the exact strategies behind the magic and success of my one-on-one clients that we talked about earlier. It's how flexibility is brought in. It's how profitability is automated. It's how my clients spend less than 20 hours a week working. This is where all of it's happening. The training is called How to Hit Six Figures Without the 60, 50, 40, 30, or 20-hour work week. It's happening on April 14th at noon in a private Facebook group by registration only. Here's how you sign up. SarahGraceLife.com slash new rules with no spaces. SarahGraceLife.com slash N-E-W-R-U-L-E-S. Grab your seat and I'll see you on April 14th. You can do this. Playing big is the way to go. Love you. I'll see you there. SarahGraceLife.com slash new rules.